0: Pop, pop. I've been working for the weekend. Oh no, not anymore. Feel the electricity on it's, right. it's all right.
1: It's all right. It's all right. It's all
0: right. I do not, not re- remember the song at all from Brother Big Bear. T C. Oh no. Oh no. You're gonna use this at the beginning of the episode, aren't you?
1: Hello, Internet Dwellers, ah! and welcome to TC's intro to the episode. <laughs> I'm checking my mic. I was checking my mic. Um, well, see, here's the thing. Mm. You said, I'm going to go ahead and hit record, and I'm like, TC's going, and we're just going to keep going, uh, yeah, and yeah. that is what this, these last 15 episodes are going to be like, everybody, <laughs> where it's just bonkers. We're breaking our own mold. Anyways... Yep. Yep. Welcome back to the Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library podcast, because yes, TC, that is the beginning, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the podcast where we watch movies, Disney movies, you watch Disney movies, we all talk about them, it's a big old grand old time, we mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. we have fun, mm-hmm. it's that thing. Mm-hmm. I am Jeff, and then across <laughs> thousands of miles away, finally back at home. Finally back at home. After such a long time. Uh,
0: yeah, I was traveling for a month this past one, this was, I, I hit up many estates, um, and I'm happy to be home, sleeping in my own bed again. So, you,
1: you robbed a lot of mansions? Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, yes. Estates. Okay. <laughs> I was in many estates. <laughs> so, that's my uh, I just side like to keep gig. Rolling. <laughs> TC actually is one of the wet bandits. Mm-hmm, if people mm-hmm. are wondering, from Home Alone. W E T space. B
0: Wait, hold on. I'm in High Spill Bandits. <laughs> oh boy.
1: <laughs> we're not the Wet Bandits. We're the Sticky, <laughs> sticky Bandits. That's T uh I hi. Not the movie we're talking soon. about today at no. all. <laughs> Though unfortunately, yeah, I will get into that later on. Not the movie at all that we were talking about, but the movie we are in fact going to be talking about mm-hmm. today this fine fine cold January. No, February. Dang, February. Dang it. February day. <laughs> Is the 2003 movie. Uh, it's animated. <laughs> Brother Bear. You wanted to say animated, animated. animated movie. Brother Bear. I did, but I'm yeah. like they're all animated. So. <laughs> yes, yes. But yes, yes, Brother Bear, Brother Bear, the last of the three major films to be entirely done in the Disney MGM Studios in Orlando. That's crazy.
0: I looked I saw that that little factoid just before we started that uh the Orlando Animation Studios was they had built it uh, and they utilized it for Mulan. Was the first major motion picture that uh, the Orlando Animation Studios had made, and mm-hmm. we credited that for part of the reason why that movie felt so fresh, and why at least I felt was a, a big oh, yeah. reason why it's it why Mulan succeeded so much. And then Lilo and Stitch, right? That was the second one. Yep. Uh, yep. And another very refreshing film by a very a. a because it was that different animation studios, I, I certainly think played a part in that. This, however, not the best one to go out on, and uh, <laughs> and that's disappointing. I, I'm very disappointed that Orlando's animation studio, at least their 2D animation studios, got shut down. But like right. I like I mentioned last week on Treasure Planet, I, 2D is done. This is we have one more to go of the of the fully 2D hand drawn stuff um, with with elements of CG. And uh, this this is it. It's like we're we're reaching the end of a of a very very um, prolific era of animation and moving towards oh, yeah. towards what is the standard now.
1: Yep, and it's so it's so crazy that now uh, kind of just like looking back on the forty. I mean, this is episode. This is the forty fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So forty four episodes <laughs> of this podcast, and looking at all of these movies that we did, and go. Out of 56, 44 – well, actually, 45, technically. Yeah, I count, um, uh, yeah, yeah Princess and the Frog. Uh, yeah. Princess and the Frog. That's coming up in a couple episodes. But, like, 45 of the 56 movies were traditionally hand-drawn. You know, that that's that such a small little num- – well, mostly traditionally hand-drawn. I guess Dinosaur was CG – well, live so, action and CG. Yeah, live yeah. action, so 40, 40 far, I guess. Again, <laughs> but like, but so many. Like that, that number is huge. And mm-hmm. to think of like, really, the whole uh, change into CG <laughs> has only been the last ten, fifteen years. Ish, right. you know, and, and, and for for Disney Animation Studios at least. Now, granted, as we've discussed before, I mean, this is two thousand three. At this point, uh, Toy Story is eight years old already right? by the time this movie comes out. <laughs> Bugs Life had come out, d- Monsters Inc. had Bugs come Life. out. Yep. yep, the sequel to Toy Story had already come out at this point. Like you're you're talking like they've they, CG had been around, and you know, Ants was out, and like it's it was a thing everywhere. Oh sure, and I, Disney's still kind of just cranking along at doing traditional animation
0: something that i feel that brother bear does that we 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 haven't seen a lot of in the disney library uh particularly because they weren't competing against anybody for the longest time um Mm -hmm. though we we have seen elements of this where it was chasing the trends as opposed to being the trendsetter i think brother bear is this attempt to Try to recapture what succeeded with some Renaissance films. Uh, someone in our comments section on Facebook said it was a mashup of Tarzan and Lion King, or Pocahontas and Lion King. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's there's sure there's certainly some elements there. But I think that this was chasing the success of the new upstart Blue Sky, which created Ice Age, because Ice Age had come oh. out the year before this, so it would have been in development. Uh, on the heels of Ice Age, you had Scratz, uh, the squirrel going after the acorn, and and you, right. you're familiar with Ice Age, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Jeff. Yep. Yep. Uh, something you may not remember, though, uh, and I feel like listeners might not remember. In fact, anyone, there's like six Ice Age movies now. There were humans in the first one.
1: <laughs> oh man, there was because it yeah. was a little kid that they were taking they found, around with They, they found it? an
0: Eskimo baby and were trying to return it to his Eskimo parents. And
1: wow. They, they,
0: we don't even need to begin to talk about the continuity of the Ice Age movies because that, that, those movies are a disaster as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I love the <laughs> scratch stuff because it's so Looney Tunes. But the success of this new company that came out of nowhere, it's a Fox subsidiary, much like Pixar is a Disney subsidiary. Uh, mm-hmm. Ice Age's success and uh, I think that Brother Bear might have been in a way chasing that uh, that trend, much like Ants and Bugs Life, you, you occasionally get those two movies that are similar, uh, Finding Nemo and Shark's Tale. Um, it, it happens quite often where two studios will try to release a movie before another company can release a movie. Um, and Brother Bear falls into this weird category. I think that it, 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 it was a chasing a trend or trying to recapture a trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- either way, there's something, there's there's a lot, but there's something weak about Brother Bear. The ambition, okay. the ambition is there, but there's just, it doesn't, it doesn't sizzle. It doesn't pop. It doesn't, it, it's not memorable.
1: <laughs> my, 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 my big question, <clears throat> so just quick, just background. This is the movie that I remember seeing in production when I went to MGM Studios uh, in Orlando uh, for my senior year of high school. Oh, cool! Because uh, they would have been. It would have been back in May. We went down there for a, a, a band concert. Any of you out there who who've ever played band in high school probably went to like the like a big band competition. I've talked to dozens of people hmm. over the years who were like, oh yeah, well, my high school did that. Yeah, I did that. Uh, mm-hmm. So we yeah we I, went down to do we went was, down to. Or-
0: I was not. In, I was in a band in college, but not. I was not in band.
1: <laughs> TC was cool. Yeah, he was in a band, not <laughs> the band. <laughs> uh, uh. No. <laughs> Like <laughs> so, we went down to we went down to Florida because uh, we played at Universal Studios. We actually played as part of the competition at the Hard Rock Cafe down there. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me, and it, uh, the school band again, just to differentiate what I'm talking about. And we uh, we. We got to go, we were down there for like a week or so, so we went to a couple different theme parks, and I remember going to MGM Studios and seeing this movie. Like We, we did a walking tour of the actual animation portion, what was available to the public, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. But they brought us in, they let us see some animatics that were animated, they let us see a lot of the original sketches and you know concept art, and then meanwhile, in the background, there were a couple artists who were working on drawing the film. Cool. So I, I've always had, this movie's always been that in my head mm-hmm. it was like oh this is the new disney movie that's really really cool and you know hey i'm going to school for animation after this you know what else i graduate uh, high school in another month or so so it was kind of it always stuck to me now watching this film for the first time yesterday mm-hmm.
0: uh <laughs> that's crazy all that all this uh memory surrounding brother bear and you had never seen it so yes i had
1: never seen it watching 50, it for the like, first no time. Jo- no joke just under 15 years after it came or Jeez. after I had seen it in production <laughs> I finally saw the movie and my big question to you TC getting mm-hmm. back on topic mm-hmm. is what was the point of this movie <laughs> I and I'm not uh, trying to be negative no, no, I they, I read the Facebook yeah. uh, the Facebook comments and stuff like that and I'm, I I I get it there's a lot of people who really do like this movie there's a lot of people who really do not like this movie mm-hmm. I I was trying very hard while watching the film yesterday going what what is what was what was the point? What, <laughs> what is, is the point of the story? It's,
0: it's It's a strange subject matter. Now, I don't think it's a it's a bad subject matter. I think the fact that we're exploring the Inuit, uh, we're up in Alaska. Um, right. We're exploring a, a culture that Disney hadn't touched on before, and, and we'll get into some of the the cultural. I'm not gonna say appropriation, but some of the culturalism that they they got right and what they got wrong. Um, we'll get to that momentarily. But this is a strange subject matter for them to tackle. It it's it it feels a little bit like Pocahontas. It's animated a little bit like Lilo and Stitch. There's the, the it's more serious, but then there's these really. It's really goofy in its second half, and it's this really this odd mishmash. It falls into that trapping that we've seen before: the tonal inconsistency of a film. Right. And there's there's it's it's there. There is a good movie to have been had here, and I and they missed it. Just they just barely missed it because there the subject matter is cool, the setting is cool, the the even the the idea of of experiencing uh walking a mile in your enemy's shoes situation here like there's there's some good stuff here there's even some fun characters that that could have been developed a little differently but they just missed the mark on so many things just by just barely hit missing the mark on several things and and that affected the overall quality of this film i think
1: it it almost to me while watching it and trying to think back at it and i'm looking at like the the group of people who wrote it uh, cause there's credited, at least on like Wikipedia and stuff like that, there's like five or four or five different writers that are attached to this film. Mm. Now in the past, I mean, it's been widely known and we've even discussed it, that a lot of these movies were actually written by, you know, 15, 20 people, but only so many of them were ever actually credited on the films. Yeah. Uh, but I think as the years went by, they legitimately did become just, no, it's just like three or f- those writers that you see are the only writers but <clears throat> excuse me having said that and thinking about well there's like like i said there's like four or five different writers it, there seems like it seems like each writer contributed a different concept to yeah. the film yeah and then they just tried to kind of piece it together so it worked uh like like cuz going into the movie i'm like oh so this is a this film is about like like the, the the way that humans are cruel to animals like is that what we're doing like or like misunderstanding of the animals and and this guy's gonna have to kind of like you're saying kind of like you could say it's a little bit like the pocahontas because it's the way that you know the europeans were not understanding the native americans and they right. went on it the wrong way so oh is that what this movie's going to be about oh no he gets turned into a bear <laughs> okay did that catch
0: you out of the because <sighs> you probably didn't have did you know that was going to happen
1: I did not. No, because I'm, I'm sitting there going like, okay. So is the bear that I remember seeing is the bear? Is it actually just one of the bears that this Eskimo is gonna <laughs> become friends with? Oh no, not that. Maybe okay, he, can, yeah. he physically becomes a bear after his brother dies. Um, but like, so I'm like, okay, maybe maybe that's it's it's okay. No, he's getting a taste of his own medicine. He's learning how to and he's learning how. That that animals are not that bad. That the bears are not that bad. Mm-hmm, that they're mm-hmm. that he misunderstood the world that he was, right. basically, or like a, an aspect of the world that he was he, living. He in. He didn't
0: fully grasp that this this secular nature, uh, this this almost this circle of life that's all around him. Mm-hmm. You know, he needed to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then it's like, <laughs> oh, but then it becomes like a big brother movie. Where it's like a guy, like literally, and I do have a note, I was questioning whether or not this was supposed to be kind of a, you know, like a, not, a, not an allegory, but just kind of like, is it is it supposed to be, hey, this is kind of a Big Brother tale, as in the Big Brother program, like adopting somebody who is yeah. younger than you and trying to take care of them and like helping Because that's kind of what he does with, uh, um, Koda. Oh my goodness. Koda. 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 thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I'm like, oh, is that the direction this is going? I, I wish, or... I wish it
0: had, because honestly, the the Koda and Ke, Ken, Ken, can Ken, 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 De, Ken De, oh, the the main character. See Wa- now, you don't remember the names either. Joaquin uh, Phoenix. It's a, <laughs>
1: yes, Kenne. Kenne, K- Kenai. 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 Can I?
0: Kenai. Uh, Kenai. So Koda and Kenai's okay. relationship is actually quite cute. I really liked their uh, their relationship, uh, and it's it's so heartbreaking when they set up the one, two, one, two punch of, um, I've, uh, I've always wanted a brother. And right. like Coda says that, and that's a very sweet moment. And then when Ken, uh, Ken, Ken- says, you know, Kenna- the, I was on a road Kenna- trip I? with the most obnoxious, <laughs> uh, annoying, but what else would you expect from a little brother? And then the, the punch is, I need to tell you what happened to your mother like that. Right. That, element of the story is so sweet and and it's it's actually it's explored rather nicely with those two characters and and how it gets to it, it just takes so long to get to that point and then right. to develop that point in the midst of the other story of being chased by his his his, his other his brother um and it's yeah it's, it's that weird mishmash
1: of whose idea was what here so here's the question that i have for you tc about this mm-hmm. Do you think they could have just pulled the whole con, the whole plot line, of that he was actually a human turned into a bear out of this film? Would it have made the movie better? I I no. I turn wa- turn Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, so here my my only thought was okay, like turn yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's character into okay maybe he, he maybe he is he is a bear. Okay, he could still be a bear. We can leave him at that. Mm-hmm. But he's 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 a loner. He doesn't want or he doesn't. He ends up getting stuck with a younger um, animal. May not be a bear. Could easily be a different animal altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, then that way, there's there is no, there is a maybe there is a human element still to it. We can maintain that it's just a hunter coming after them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a brother. Because is there is there a major stake that's gained by him being his brother that he's running away from the entire time? Is this yes, supposed to be a is, symbolism I, I, of him?
0: I see. I see where you're going with it. I, I yes. I, I suppose there could have uh, approached it that way. It, that's definitely a very hard rewrite to. Um, like a, a real solid rewrite of the script to to remove the human transferred into the bear element of it. Not necessarily right. a bad thing. I honestly think there's there's two ways two ways this movie as it stands could have been improved. And I know uh, it's you know what's the benefit of speculating on what if? But I I think this this goes into like just barely missing the mark. And there's there's okay. there's two two ways this could have been done almost with the exact same movie we have the first uh, this this is a this is a, a you know a wild fan fan speculative theory here is that i think disney was the wrong studio for this film and if don bluth's animation studio had made this movie almost exactly as it was it would have been better and i know that's and can you can you wrap your mind around that concept if you think of like all dogs go to heaven that's a much darker th- movie if you look at uh, the Rats of Nim or the Secret of Nim, um, Land Before Time. The Don Bluth films, they explore mm-hmm. just slightly darker themes. Not 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 dark in the sense of like an anime or or a more adult movie, but I mean, there's dog hell and all dogs go to heaven. And it's and he he had a little more edge to to his his movies. And there's there's something about his, the Don Bluth isms that I think might have enhanced some of the the. The themes and tone of Brother Bear, so that's that's okay. That's a that's a, a wild idea, but I don't know. It's it's a shame because we're uh, just previous to this. Uh, it was the Titan A.E., which I think came out 2000 or 2001. That mm-hmm. was the end of Don Bluth's career. That was the last movie he directed. He tanked Fox Animation Studios. Don Bluth only had one film outgross a Disney movie, and it was Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. And he, so, he, you know, we're going back in time to disc, back to the 80s when that first exodus of animators that Don Bluth took from Disney to create Don Bluth Studios to create that first competitor who was a true threat to Disney way back when. Uh, we saw that right. again when Katzenberg left and created uh, DreamWorks, but Don Bluth Studios could never. Uh, fell the giant that was Disney, and even DreamWorks never, never really was has been able to to again fell Pixar or or knock Disney down. Um, so just the the concept of if Don Bluth had had attempted a film like this, I don't know. There's something that he brought to the table that maybe Brother Bear could have been uh, enhanced by. I don't know.
1: And I guess the only reason why I asked if, like, by removing the human element, if it would have made it better was I was just curious to know if that would have fixed any of those tonal inconsistencies per- yes, that we discussed yeah. with. Yeah, I, I Because cause the movie begins with it being humans, and then basically a, a human is killed, and then another human is turned into a bear. Yeah. It's a very different. Tone, oh man! When the second, like you were saying, when the
0: second act starts, the entire color palette changes. When when it's very yeah. real world up for that first like fifteen minutes or so, maybe almost twenty minutes. When when uh, Ken, Ken Kenye, whatever his name is, when he gets turned into <laughs> when he gets turned into the bear, they fade to black. They come back up. <laughs> the color palette has changed. The animation style has changed, and it goes from this very realistic to this very animated uh, style of film.
1: Um, the original and the original aspect ratio uh, for the film used to also change at that point. Yes,
0: yes, that's right. Uh, um,
1: I my version. Um, the version that uh, I watched, I do not believe it does that. It didn't, but yeah. the because uh, I think that's the the quote unquote like family friendly format mm-hmm. that Disney released. But the original theatrical release in that whole opening sequence until it changes like that, it's a it's like a one by eighty five or like a sixteen by nine aspect ratio. So kind of what our normal television is mm-hmm. more more cinematic. And then cinematic. when they. Yep, and but then when they become when it becomes that happier, upbeat, you know, like in the animal world, it actually goes to two thirty five by one. That that's so that's it goes neat. it goes full widescreen. You know, yeah, there's stuff like that's cool. There's only a
0: handful of movies that have ever attempted that, that do something like that, like deliberately. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. It's told from multiple eras, and each era is a different aspect ratio. Um, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yes, it's, uh Galaxy Quest, the first time the spaceship oh, opens yeah. up for Tim Allen, he's like, "I'm not on a show." <laughs>
1: like, <it's>, uh, yep. <laughs> uh,
0: so it's, that's fun to play with that, um, or you can do it for no reason, um, which uh, the fifth Transformer uh, Transformers movies switches aspect mm-hmm. ratio in scenes, like the shot reverse will be in different aspect ratios.
1: And a lot of that comes down to like the stupid reason for A complete tangent, but like the stupid reason why like partial scenes are filmed with the IMAX camera in a different in the IMAX ratio, mm-hmm. and others are filmed with a standard like two thirty five one or one eighty five. I don't. I don't film everything in a scene with the <laughs> right. same camera aspect ratio. Please yeah. do not switch. But I, I do like that. Use it for a thematic approach. The, yes, the, I do like that.
0: The, the ambition. That's very ambitious. That's a neat technical ambition um that they achieved with brother bear I, I can tip my hat to that uh to them for that but you know, the the other thing to stick more to ground it more into traditional disney to to, to not fantasize that don bluth made this movie but let's just look at the mm-hmm. studio that made it this movie would have been leaps and bounds uh, uh better had it been a traditional musical I honestly think that if they had not used Phil Collins' transition pop songs, um, that if it had been characters singing right from the get-go i mean take take the L- little mermaid template take the beauty and the beast template which they have since used for something like frozen give us the opening song sung in the traditional language or style of the people get us into the world right away um right have the characters sing have the grandmother paint the the narration through song have the brothers develop their relationship through song like this movie if it was just a traditional musical probably would have been amazing
1: well and you know i made note that the, the the music in this film it 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 caused me to stop twice it caused me like it grabbed my attention twice because the first time was like i <laughs> oh, mean i'm trying to find my note oh yeah it's right it's it's during the funeral for the brother mm-hmm. And this dramatic moment happened, and then all you hear is Phil Collins in the background going, which I'm like, what are you doing? Stop doing that, Phil Collins. It is so strange,
0: because the Tarzan music, I think, works really well, even if if it's just Phil Collins singing. In the the couple of random moments where the characters sing, it it works quite well. I think the music blended into into Tarzan. It it works. In here, none of these songs work. I don't think any of these songs. No. The only there's like one good song that um, Coda starts to sing. I'm on my way. Like that's <clears throat> right. that's a fun song. But in general, this a f- this entire soundtrack is. I'm sorry, none of it worked for me. <laughs> and that first song, like, is this Tina Turner singing? Why am I hearing Tina Turner, yep. Turner singing? Like, yep. <laughs> go ahead. Go well,
1: ahead. and then and again, and then the song, the song that Coda starts singing, I will even argue at the same moment that is the second time the music pulled me out of the film because I went, oh wait, are we in a music? Are we back in a Disney musical? Because the character started singing mm-hmm. the song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is we're we're like halfway through the movie right now, and the characters are now busting into song. <laughs> What why is this ha- oh yeah. no, okay, yeah. no. He's just singing the first verse, and then Phil Collin comes in resinging the first verse again, <laughs> and then the song continued. It it was a weird, a weird thing, like they were trying to still maintain something of the classic Disney musical movie, but didn't want to fully commit. Yeah. And and it just it oh, I don't know. It was so it weird and inconsistent it that it bothered work.
0: me. Yeah, I, I wish it had been a traditional uh, musical it might not have been uh at the at the level of the the four or five renaissance movies right but it, right. it I and this is all what if but we're, that's we're, a good point i i we're all we're, we're spending this whole time criticizing this movie by saying if only they had done this if only they had done this and it's because we we have so many films to compare it to at this point without right. looking down the road but just looking at what has come before it and and it and it feels like one of those movies that are like ah oh, yeah why did you do that why did you do that right. <laughs> why didn't you do it, because
1: that because we 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 have so many movies that we're comparing it to that we're able to look at a movie and go it just it has potential mm-hmm. like I, I feel like I feel like that's the one thing at least for me I don't want to speak for you T C but like I feel like for me I can watch these movies and go yes it had the potential to be better if they would have gone this route based upon what we've seen work yeah. in the past. Yeah. And obviously hindsight is always 2020, mm-hmm. but you you know, it's still we can't help but discuss this and be like this with so many of these movies, just because it's like no, it's you guys were so close. So close. Why did you do that
0: one yeah. thing? I can, you
1: shouldn't have done that one thing. I, I
0: still can see why people would would have a soft spot for this movie because even when it when it finished, I sat there digesting it for a moment, just sitting quietly. And uh, Candace walked in the room. And she's like, "Oh, how was it?" Um, I said, "I I don't know if I liked it or not." And she was surprised because her response was, "Oh, I've always liked this. I've always liked it," and I. I didn't dislike it. I just, it was fine, right? <laughs> like that's the right? that's that's yep. that's
1: it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's not the great. It's not the best. It's for me. And I've had, I've had numerous movies I've watched over the years, not including this podcast. Mm-hmm. Just numerous movies, even up until December of last year, that I watched and just went, no, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was fine. It's a movie that's there and like okay. Yeah, it, cool. it
0: certainly didn't uh, offend on. me. I was never like oh why am I watching this? And we've we've <laughs> to come off of Treasure Planet last week where as soon as Ben the robots introduced, I'm like uh like there was none <laughs> of that uh, and no and uh, like. There's like approaching the line with once again 80s comedians. So You have Rick Moranis yep. and Dave Thomas doing the uh, the McKenzie brothers as the Moose. The McKenzie brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they they had, they definitely approach that line of okay, you guys give me just one more joke and I'm going to be angry at you. <laughs> like, yep. Um, yeah, but I, I, Jeff, you're a fan of that those characters that I would I think you are. I mean, how did you feel about hearing the McKenzie brothers as the Moose? <laughs>
1: I am not gonna lie. So when I went into to the movie and I went, "Oh, Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis are oh," I'm like, I'm like "Oh, that's right. They play the moose. They play the Canadian moose. There. <laughs> the moose that are in this." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay. This is gonna be funny," because I I like the Mackenzie brothers. Mm-hmm. I that they're among my Christmas music <laughs> every year because they're 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 Twelve Days of Christmas. I've listened to that song for. 15, 20 years, yeah. I love it. And uh, a uh, beer, so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and that beer's empty, eh? Oh yeah, I probably should sing something else. Um, but <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, seriously. I, okay, sorry. I'm Now my, I'm singing the song in my head. I distracting <laughs> myself, but uh, um, but like, I, so I'm like, oh, that's gonna be fun. That'll be kind of cool. And then listening to them, I went, oh, okay.
0: Hmm. Like
1: I can I can hear it. But obviously it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's yeah. not them. It's not Bob and Doug McKenzie. And I know it was never supposed to be, but I was kind of well, hoping I mean, for more. Kinda. <laughs> I think it's it is. kind I of think them. It
0: was, it's, it's like you don't hire Cheech and Shang to voice two characters and not expect them to do some of their shtick. Right. Right. Uh, but I, right. I see what you mean that their, their shtick was restrained. Um, yes. You got, you got it subtly. I, Honestly, I'm I'm appreciative that they, they didn't let them run wild. Part of me is appreciative that they didn't let them run wild because I feel like that probably would have verged into annoying like we got with Martin Short just cutting loose. Uh, but at the right. same time, that's another one of those things where it's like, maybe you should have gone all in on this because the humor yeah. throughout this whole movie is... It's hit or miss. It's not as it's not as wildly hit or miss as, as uh, something like Hunchback and Notre Dame or uh, we're going to keep harping on Ben from Treasure Planet. But freaking Ben! Not, not all <laughs> the jokes are they're not hilarious, but they're not. They're also they're they're inoffensive. It's just
1: right. Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, you could argue Bob and Doug McKenzie aren't really hugely inappropriate. Oh, no, no. I mean, they're there's... Canadi- they're, they're Canadian. Ca- <laughs> they're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, watching their perform or watching, I keep calling them them mm-hmm. like they're real people, but watching those types of characters portrayed in the Disney movie, you, I could argue that it's like, oh, this is like a very tamed down family friend, like super family friendly version of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but then that's literally just nothing at that point because you're taming. It's like watering down. Oh, I, I was going to make an analogy, but I, I'm not going to bother because this is a family podcast. <laughs> watering down um, a beer is
0: what you are going to say. It's like watering down
1: a beer. <laughs> like, it's I, like watering down a, a particular type of light beer. That's basically now just water.
0: It's more water than foam. and you got,
1: like, yeah. <laughs>
0: here, here's it's It's something reflective of what we're seeing in Disney, and I'm wondering if this is going to ripple through. And it's the... I, there's there seems to be this misunderstanding of comedy. I know comedy is completely subjective, right? And what some people think mm-hmm. is funny is not what other people are going to think is funny. But there, I feel like there's this odd thing happening when you look at Treasure Planet and you got Delbert going, "Go Delbert! It's your, go Delbert!" Like that's okay, that's out of yep. place. And Bob and Doug McKenzie's stuff. Uh, the the you know you got the the moose here. Um, maybe not entirely in the film itself we'll get to the closing credits in a moment cuz i have something to say about that but this <laughs> misunderstanding of like like who's your who's your funny man punching up this script who's doing the the jokes here even their advertising right. i don't know if you can even remember the advertising but this sticks out to me because it was such a a poor marketing strategy and it was the moose were used to promote this movie and like window clings where you can see them from both sides. It was the the moose hanging on a branch, both facing different directions and their heads turned and looking at the other one's butts. So like, (laughs) right. And the slogan for the movie was the moose are loose. And, uh, I, I don't know who thought that, I mean, that's kind of a poop joke, right? I mean, <laughs> they're looking at yeah, each other's. That's butts. a little, just a little bit. <laughs> they're saying the moose are loose. I can remember that hanging in the movie theater. So we're going. Why does it say moose are loose? And I'm looking, and that moose is looking at that moose's butt.
1: Is that a poop joke? Well, and also what's weir- what's weird about that is that the 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 moose are only in the movie for maybe a grand total of. I don't know, 10 minutes, Maybe. 11 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they are very tertiary that, characters surely. So see, that would drive me crazy <laughs> because I'd be like, "Oh, The Moose is loose." Oh, it's a movie about two
0: moose. They're the sidekicks, but they're not the sidekicks.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're so secondary <sighs> kicks, not even sidekicks. Yeah, but you know what,
0: if you if you go to that idea of and and this is this is that going all in, if this was a musical, giving them a song, right? Giving the two br- <laughs> giving, uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas a song, like not the showstopper per se, but, but a funny no. goofy, um, I, I hate to jump ahead. No, no, I should, I should use something from the past. A guy like you, if I want to go to, um, uh, Hunchback and Notre Dame or Phil's song okay. from Hercules, giving them the funny, goofy, silly song, uh, would have right. been great. I think that would have, would have been, I would have loved that. I would have made them much more, uh, poignant characters to say the least. I mean, Honestly, as as much as the, the moose are throughout this whole thing, the characters that actually gave me the biggest laugh were the two rams, the goats who kept hitting their heads together. <laughs> you shut up. No, you shut up. You shut up. You shut up. No, no, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Quiet. No, quiet. <laughs> like <laughs> And that was just them yelling at an echo. Their echo. Right? That's so <laughs> it's so silly. It's just this tiny little moment in the movie, but for, for me that, that really worked. Uh, for from a humor aspect, and and to go back to Coda and Kanye, Ken, what's this character's name, Jeff? Um, Kanye. Kanye. We're just gonna
1: call him Kanye. How about that, everybody? Is everybody okay with that, Joaquin Kanye? Joaquin <laughs> Kanye.
0: Um, there, there's some good jokes there. Where uh, like when Coda's like, "We well, yeah, we just have to go across there," and it's the like the lava pit, and
1: right. And then he looks at him <laughs> and goes,
0: "What?" <laughs> like that. That's good. That's a well-timed joke. I thought the kid, the vocal performance from the kid is really great.
1: Um, definitely, definitely, and that's the thing. And, and, and I do want to, I do want to briefly talk about the vocal performance too, because I want to talk about Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Oh, surely uh, yeah. in this movie, uh, just it. I was gonna, I wanted to get your opinion on that, like, like what you thought of the vocal acting, since, since we have, we we kind already talked about, you know, Rick Moranis and and Dave Thomas mm-hmm. in their part, and but like, there's 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 Joaquin Phoenix is the lead character, which just I don't know, it didn't bother me, but I was just. He worked well as the bear. I don't know if he worked well as the Inuit? Yeah, uh, yeah. Were the Inuits or they Eskimos? the
0: Eskimos. Yeah. Inuit. Eskimo, right. Inuit, okay. Like Sixteen to oh, okay. eighteen year old. He's coming of age. Uh um I you know, I wish I didn't know it was Joaquin Phoenix because because I knew it was Joaquin Phoenix, I couldn't help but like think
1: about like Oh that's crazy Joaquin Phoenix talking. <laughs> yeah, see that's uh, all that was popped in my head the entire time as well. So
0: I I actually think the the voice acting this is is quite fine. There's no there's no performance that jumps out as terrible. Uh, I I'd really enjoy Coda's performance. I think that kid does a great job. What are you giggling at? <laughs>
1: I was just gonna say no because I was thinking like yeah no no performance really stood out because you have Michael Clark Duncan as Tug the big right. big bear, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then randomly Estelle Harris shows up for like five lines when <laughs> they actually get to funny. the. the
0: that joke's kind of funny. She's like, "I lost my dear
1: Edgar. Stop saying I'm dead. I'm right over here." That made me laugh. That was that didn't that that did in fact make me laugh. See that's like, that.
0: <laughs> oh, see that's that's again. Go all in. Give me the musical. Give me the comedy. I would rather have seen it. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know what? I might be not wishing for that next, like, Oh, you want funny musical? Here you go. Home on the range, ladies and gentlemen. Like I might be regretting oh, asking for this. <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. It's next week. The, uh, <laughs> I thought jo- Joaquin Phoenix did, did a, a fine job. Um, uh, this actually goes segues nicely into the, the culture that they explored in this film. And they did better than Pocahontas. Um, I, I think okay. up to this point, the best exploration of a culture, especially a culture of, of not traditional white male fairy tale, right, was uh, Lilo mm-hmm. and Stitch. I think uh, they explored Hawaiian culture really quite lovely, um, especially bringing in Hawaiian natives to do the voice acting and to consult on the script and to, uh, to really capture that culture. Uh, Brother Bear does does better than Pocahontas in terms of of capturing this culture without they didn't fetishize it they didn't um, they didn't appropriate it too like badly like Pocahontas did um, however they still can do better because <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is not actually an Inuit or an Eskimo or of or, or of that descent so there is that.
1: You know, and that was gonna be my first. That was the first thing I did when I looked it up, mm-hmm. or when I saw. I'm like, I'm like, all right, who's playing this voice acting? And I went, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> really? That's who you got to play this character? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's. And then I like looked up his. I'm like, he's not Inuit, right? <laughs> no, like, I'm not. I'm not just an idiot. <laughs> um. And and that's that's not the most egregious
0: thing they could have done. I, honestly, the most oh, egregious no. thing they did was in the music. <laughs> um. Yes. I don't know if you're if you're aware of this, right? There's Sorry, the there's what sounds like traditional Eskimo singing, right? Uh, Inuit culture, um, chanting, right? Um, well, mm-hmm. Phil Collins and his composer friend, uh, his name I didn't write it down, they felt that didn't sound good enough, so they actually got the Bulgarian choir. <laughs> To come in and sing, what? yeah. So uh, the chanting you're hearing in the in these sections that are supposed to be very cultural uh, to the natives isn't even in their tongue. It's in Bulgarian because it sounded oh. better. And that's that's bull, right? That is, come on, guys, do better. That's such a silly thing to tweak and and I verging on offensive i mean I, I i don't know how you feel about it jeff but by hearing that little factoid my my initial thought is why <laughs> why did you do that um my second thought is boy i bet some people are mad about this
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um is this is this the last phil collins disney movie we have i believe
0: so yes yeah
1: okay Okay, I like, I was trying to think about it. Okay, so I grew up being like a like a Phil Collins fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom liked him when I was younger, and I I like him. I have no issue with Phil Collins yeah. uh, whatsoever. But then like I'm, I get to these movies, and obviously I knew he did Tarzan, and I forgot he did Big Brother until I, uh, until I heard him singing in one of the songs, mm-hmm. and I went, oh yeah, he did do the music for this, didn't he? <laughs> and I'm very glad he doesn't he's not doing anymore because i don't care for a lot of the music it feels yeah. weird his, to me his
0: style didn't work at all in this um and even right. when he wasn't singing the song like that tina turner analog <laughs> i don't know who really sang that first song <laughs> i could I, hear it was a phil Collins song despite the fact that it was a woman singing
1: <laughs> right um, and actually, uh, I do. Yeah, uh, Great Spirits in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, that actually is Tina Turner. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> I, look, we
0: we have had we have gone through decades of movies here and decades yep. of styles of music, and and oftentimes when we go back to the a uh, hashtag package films, <laughs> um, like I'm fully aware that we're we're in a different era of music, and I accept that, and it and it doesn't. It's from a different era, but it doesn't feel dated. I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm saying here. Um, When I hear Phil Collins singing the Tarzan music, it fits to the movie. It doesn't pull me out necessarily. (laughs) I'm sorry to keep harping on the music for Brother Bear, (laughs) but this music is just bad music. It feels like his lazy B-sides from, like, Leftover from Tarzan that he just, like, whipped together for this. And, and, and furthers my desire that this had been a full on musical written by Alan Menken or any of the, uh, or uh, um, any number of the, the musical composer Stephen Schwartz, give me, give me some fancy dancy numbers in here. Um, right. Don't give me Phil Collins.
1: And luckily well, and the reason, luckily we don't get any more Bill Collins. <laughs> yeah. Well I think the reason why Phil Collins, since we're on that topic, why Phil Collins' music worked for Tarzan, Phil Collins is a big percussionist. He loves drums. Oh, yeah. He loves he was, percussion. He was, he was in the Genesis. percussionist for Genesis yeah. or for yeah, for Genesis, um, before uh, Peter Gabriel left and then he became the lead singer. Mm-hmm. But like He because he's big in percussion is for a movie like Tarzan that's jungle and like you know like it feels kind of a little more primitive more a little more native Mm -hmm. where drums feels right yeah I agree and it feels like that's what like the the people would like if Tarzan lived amongst uh, you know other like natives in the jungle like himself they'd be playing drums like it just it feels more correct so I feel like Phil Collins whether you Consciously realize it or not, does tend to be very percussion heavy mm-hmm. on a lot of his songs. That works. He tried doing something different, quote unquote, for this <laughs> one, and it's like, no, that's not what you're. That's not what you're good at. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not what works for this movie. So just stop. Was, don't don't do it. It was just like he had to finish off
0: a contract, and he's just
1: like, all right, fine. You want you want another, you want some more music here. <laughs> The sad truth is he probably did. Uh, he probably had like a, co- like a contract with Disney mm-hmm. to do like two movies. Uh, and I, he did Brother Bear and just was like, fine, Jeff, here you go. I'm, Just imagine a fantasy
0: world where Brother Bear was done by Tim Rice and, and Elton John. Like, ugh. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Complete with characters who sing and yeah. no Eskimos in yeah. the beginning. Oh, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very different film. It's a very different yeah. film.
0: It's just that... It's you know it's I, I mentioned last week that I felt like um, Eisner or just Disney in General was kind of steamrolling their 2D animation because CGI and CGI movies were taking off. That's not necessarily fair to say. Someone did comment uh, I did get a tweet from someone saying, um, do you, do I honestly think that a company would uh, would'll uh, right, just bring the tweet up. Do I honestly <laughs> uh, dun, 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 do I honestly think Disney would waste their money? by steamrolling three movies in a row. No, I don't think they would actually do that, but they wouldn't put any more money into it than they had to, right? I mean, right. it's a business, right? And if you can see that uh, that your business is is not going in the direction you want it to, you're not going to pump out tons of money for, for advertising. You're going to save as much money as you can and make as much money back as you can. I mean, now right. nowadays, Jeff... Like people, if you look at something like any of the Marvel movies or any of the big tentpole movies, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. their budget was, was probably also their budget for marketing, right? Just think, think of every Spider-Man movie that has come out, and just how inundated you are with Spider-Man up until that movie's release. Uh, Any any big superhero movie, anything Star Wars, like the amount of money that goes into the budget, the marketing budget is usually equal to the filming budget, which means if a movie doesn't double their pr- production budget, they didn't even break even, right? Right, <laughs> That's, right. So when, right. when a movie uh, like only makes a billion dollars, but it had a $500 million budget, that means they spent another $500 million on marketing and didn't make any money.
1: So, yeah. and that's what, yeah, that's an yeah. aspect that a lot of people don't tend to re- don't tend to realize about Hollywood because mm-hmm. they go, oh, the film the film had a budget of 130 million dollars. Oh, what you talk about? They they their opening weekend they made 250. Yeah. Oh, so they made all their money back. It's like no, they not didn't not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> because no one no one really thinks about that that aspect where it's like, well, yeah, but you have to the movie has to mm-hmm. pay back all the marketing costs. That's not just that's not just a magical free thing that the studio just throws in <laughs> right. for for the heck of it, they have to make that up as well. And it's, it's, it's horror. So yeah, no, I, I will, I will just reiterate what you said. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I I also don't, when we were talking about them just kind of like pushing through these movies, it wasn't, they weren't just going like, ah, fine, whatever. Just get it done with. We don't care anymore. It's just, we're like, okay, this is obviously not going to make, this is not going to be it. So you're not getting any more money after this finish the movie with what we were giving you and yeah. we're done. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're
0: shutting down the 2D studios and we're moving towards uh, Pixar, DreamWorks, and CGI. That's the thing. Uh, yep. That's the future. Um, it's not like they didn't appreciate Brother Bear uh, for what it was allowed to do. It had a straight-to-DVD sequel. Uh, there was enough an audience for that. Um, however, they did cancel the Moose TV series because it wasn't successful enough to get that, right? So. <laughs> uh, we don't typically talk numbers here, but this movie was a financial success. Uh, the budget was around uh, just under $50 million, and it grossed $250 million. And financially, that is a success. It might not have yep. been a, a critical... Uh, it gained critical acclaim, but it gained its money back. And uh, that's just how the... the the disney machine works if it's not the best then why continue to put money towards it and uh, the era is done uh to 2d animation is is done and and cgi is is the future from this point
1: on obviously yeah exactly exactly like you can obviously tell the studios going yeah okay we're 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 moving on we're done because this is just not working they're not idiots. <laughs> oh, oh and, and by the way, uh, we, we brought up
0: that uh, marketing earlier with the, the moose is loose. The official Brother Bear poster that's on the Wikipedia, the, the tagline here is is, Nature Calls. Who was the marketing genius with the moose is loose poop joke and the Nature Calls pee joke? Come on now. Oh, not funny.
1: Somebody very strange in that marketing department. <laughs> uh, who's in charge of marketing on this thing? Uh, well, my
0: 12-year-old son's got some great ideas.
1: <laughs> Wait till you hear what we've got for the TV show and the sequel. It is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, gonna, yeah. You, went, you went for number one, we'll come for number two. That's oh. the sequels poster,
0: okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff,
0: Jeff, admit it. It was
1: you. It was you all along. The call's coming from inside the studio. It's a, it's a spoil yeah yeah that's it that's it uh, there you go that's the twist everybody I am actually been behind the horrendous marketing for the last like fifteen years of Disney movies <laughs> that's how I make my money <laughs> uh... <laughs> also you know what? I'm not gonna lie pretty proud of that stupid <laughs> made up tagline oh, man, oh, that I oh, just man. came up with off the spot so
0: <laughs> okay okay so I'm okay so with it looking at what Disney looking at what's working and what's not let's look at the closing credits of this movie. We have outtakes. Uh, this is very Pixar for them to do.
1: It's very Pixar. Uh, well,
0: I mean, it's not exactly outtakes, but it's a run of of gags. Like, uh, now, the moose are doing yoga. Yep. Uh, does that uh, does that make them yoga hosers? Oh, hater. Oh, hey, I see what uh, you did there. Drawing right? the stick figure and uh, hey, how you doing over there? That was very that was very Pixari of them. Um, although I am happy, I am happy, uh, Jeff. Jeff I hate it when an animated movie ends with a big dance number to a pop song yeah and and we can we can blame Shrek for this you know one two three four and it's saw her face now I'm a believer right just just think of all the DreamWorks movies and how they always end with all the characters yeah. doing a song and dance number like trolls and and uh and like like when Disney does this I'm always like ugh. You guys are better than this
1: don't give in to what everyone else is doing uh and, and
0: don't get me wrong like you can do it right like wreck it ralph and Wally, they have pop songs that end their movies in a video game-esque fashion but why am i why am i complaining about this we are off the rails. i'm sorry the, the outtakes the the extra scenes during the credits um they're indicative to the rest of the movie they're they're fine
1: they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. And, like, yeah, because, like, I'm, I'm watching them going, oh, okay, so they're going to throw some more jokes in there. And the moose came back. I'm like, oh, good. Maybe there's, you know, maybe they'll have, like, a good one because it's the end credits. And I was like, uh oh, eh. And, like, I, I think I quietly chuckled at, like, one or two of them, but nothing where I went, that's hilarious. It was just like, oh, okay. And then the fish, oh, the, the very <laughs> end of the movie... Where uh, Coda comes back on. Yeah, it's like no salmon were hurt in the making of this film. And then there's a salmon like screaming behind him.
0: He's gonna eat me.
1: (laughs) That's horrendous if you actually think about it. It goes, it goes, it it, truthfully, it goes back to the whole like fly being eaten in the Emperor's New Groove where you're like, wait a minute. No animals in this movie talk except for those that were human and turned into animals. Was that a human? Holy cow! That's dark and creepy. Like, ugh, don't do that to me, movie. Don't do that. <laughs> and that's kind of what it felt like. And, and again, it was like, it was one of those jokes where you're like, why, why did they do that? Why was there a point behind doing that? No, no thing
0: yeah, yeah, I get you. I putting
1: get you. extra kind of funny scenes at the end that weren't entirely that funny. Yeah, it just
0: it just goes back to that not understanding comedy, not having a firm grasp <laughs> on what's funny and what isn't. I think the last great comedy we had was Emperor's New Groove. Like that was a comedy, right? Yes, like that was an all out comedy. And we haven't had anything. S- <laughs> we haven't anything since. And I'm curious to see what. No. And and this definitely doesn't fit comedy, right? Yep. It doesn't call itself a comedy. And I'm wondering what the next uh, uh, the next movie that's truly comedic will be in this.
1: And I and honestly, I have an idea of which one it is. But obviously there's a couple of these movies coming up that I haven't seen, so I'm like, well, I can't completely judge that. But I have a really good feeling. (laughs) Yeah,
0: there's one in particular that I can think of that's really comedic. Uh, that's coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Man, we are tangenting all over the place here. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> we do
1: that so much on this podcast, TC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so what? What did you? What did you think of the ending of the movie? Like, like the general ending. The fact that, like after, after it's all said and done, and and and, and Kanye convinces his brother that he is. I'm just gonna call him that. Kanye, uh, fine, that he, fine, that he, that he is Kanye. his brother, and and. <laughs> Then gets on gets you know, his ghost brother shows up and turns him back into a human. By the way, a very naked human, which is <laughs> wow. Um uh, it's like oh, <laughs> that happened. I went, dude's not wearing any clothes, dude's not wearing any clothes, so Get clothes nude. to that man. He is just a standing in naked Inuit right now. <laughs> in- um, but like with that <laughs> happening and then and then him and Kanye realizing, like, no, I need to, I, I you know, ah, man, the, like, uh, 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 uh Coda needs me. Like, he needs me now. I have to be with him. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and like, oh, yes, turn me back to a bear. Um, r- uh, okay, that wasn't where I thought that movie was going. <laughs> and then, oh, look, he's living still with the other people with the humans. in the tribe as a bear now, instead of. Could you have turned Koda into a human? Is that not a thing? I, I you can thought do? the exact
0: same thing. Turn him into a little like, kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the overall themes of this movie just weren't explored thoroughly enough to make that ending have the impact it was intended to have. Right. I, I think that's mm-hmm. because they explored the theme of brotherhood, but they also explored the theme of of. Uh, um, seeing what, seeing the world through your enemy's eyes, and and also there was the theme of uh, a boy becoming a man, and, right. and they didn't explore any of those one themes sh- strongly enough that that ending had the uh, the full impact that I felt it was it was meant to have. What are you laughing at? <laughs>
1: This was a story about a boy who became a man by becoming a bear. That makes no sense, movie. I hope you, you know You that.
0: just wanted the naked Eskimo to stay, Jeff. That's I don't the... do
1: to put some clothes on the man. Obviously, that was what I was freaking out about. You, no, no it's a, not, my... a, not, a, not
0: a naked Eskimo, uh, an in-nude-yet. In-nude-yet. I, Je- I can't. No, no, no. no. Got... <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, in nude yet, and yes, right. Hashtag
1: in nude yet. You, oh man, you... this is what this podcast is good for. <laughs> it's coming up with horrible hashtags for people to use. <laughs> uh, no,
0: no, I just, I just don't think that they, they had developed any one theme strongly enough. To give that ending the emotional impact that right. it was it was intended to have, uh, unless unless this was all just one big scam to get a naked man <laughs> animated on, on screen. No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I I really appreciate the attempts at the brotherhood between characters and how that theme is explored. I, I can appreciate mm-hmm. that 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 was their intention. Um, I just don't. Um, I'm re- I'm I am repeating myself at this point, aren't I, Jeff? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I keep saying a, a lot of the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> no, maybe maybe it really is just coming down to a little too much of wishing this movie could have been one thing as opposed to what it ended up being. And I don't think that they they nailed yeah. it or they knocked out of the parts. It's just another example of just missing the mark.
1: And, and and you know what? And I I I I always worry about this going into some of these movies because I finished when I finished watching it yesterday, that was it's obviously kind of what we've discussed today is a lot of the stuff that was running through my head. And I'm like, am I just am I am I just not getting it? Am I just too negative when it comes to these movies? Because these aren't the films that I was raised on. You know, that these are all beyond my time of watching Disney movies for another couple more years. But I, I go back to it going like, there was a ton of those classic movies that I did not care for at all. and But also there was a bunch of them that I loved that I never thought I would love. And those were well before my time. So I, I, I just, I can't help but, again, as we discussed, I can't help but just seeing like, yeah, this had potential. They just didn't do it. Right. And unfortunately, that kind of hurts my, you know, that kind of swings my opinion on a lot of these films. And just like, no, it's not as good as I would have loved it to have been. Right, right, right. It's, it's. So I don't feel, I personally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will, I will take the entire blame for hating these movies. TC, TC's the analytical one and is the good one and is the kind hearted one. I can be the jerk that's like, no, movie terrible. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> movie bad. Movie no good. <laughs> movie don't <laughs> have. No jokes. jokes no
0: okay. uh, let let's let's see what the listeners have to say all right um, uh, all right let's, let's, let's do hit that. up Facebook and <laughs> please do. Um, see what the listeners have to say every Monday before we record we throw up the episode uh, or what the to- the topic will be and you guys can throw questions at us um, facebook.com slash top shelf pod and you can hit up me on Twitter yep. at TC's big head and you can hit up Jeff at Random Bell. So the first comment is from our good friend Shillsy, Chris Shulls, Uh and he has a, a positive comment on this. The uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie reunion is the best thing about this. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes, I... I, I th- thank you, Chris, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the best thing about this movie. Um, it, it's, it's certainly a thing about this movie. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Well, and, and
1: sadly, the, the unfortunate thing is that this is one of the last movies that... Uh, Rick Moranis did, or last things in Hollywood he did before he retired. Retired, focus like, on oh. his kids more.
0: Yeah, um, well, be more of a dad. As,
1: as it, he's a good father, is what he is.
0: Uh, you know, a lot of people focus so much on their career, then they have damaged children. So it's nice to have a celebrity who cares about his kids, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another comment, actually, from our from Brad Daniels. Brad, thank you for listening. A movie for those who are waiting for the McKenzie brothers as animated moose the movie
1: <laughs> yep it's funny how that's what a lot of like like that's like a lot of people like our generation or maybe obviously would maybe like even a little older would just be like oh yeah it's Bob Doug McKenzie That's who they know in this movie. But anybody younger is not going to (laughs) know. Is
0: that the the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, is that's that's him. That's That's Wayne. Wayne, Peter, wait, is that Peter (laughs) Scolari? No, no, Peter Scolari was from the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV series. (laughs) Rick Moranis is the one you're thinking of, okay? Okay, (laughs) yeah, okay. Oh, hey there, there you go. (laughs) Okay, okay, so we do have a comment here from Scarlett Starkey. Scarlett, thank you for listening. I really enjoyed it overall. One of the few of this era of Disney films I did see in cinemas, Coda is just too darn cute. And yes, we will agree with you there. I think I I actually think Coda is the best character in this movie. He's got he's the most developed, right? Right? He's got the the best story arc, and uh, so you're not wrong there, Scarlett. Uh, We 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 like Coda too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, okay.
1: He, he's probably he's the one character don't you ever stop talking Koda <laughs> is probably the one of the was one of the few characters in the film that is cute probably the is probably fleshed out the most mm-hmm. he's the mm-hmm. one that just yeah. is like yep yeah. that's his character I don't ex- I never expected anything more from Koda I'm like no, he's a little kid. He never shuts up. He just keeps yammering on. He he's very like everything is is kind of uh, rose tinted, or he's he he he's just like the world's great. The world's a happy place because he doesn't. He obviously doesn't know about his mom being gone, mm-hmm. and he's just happy to be there and having fun and wanting to talk and hang out with him and yeah, much you know, to like
0: Kanye's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, Coda's a Coda was a great character, despite. Not because we didn't really talk too much about him.
0: And I'm seeing just now a comment here from Natasha. says, great movie. Coda is my favorite. So there you See, go. See? <laughs> we are all agreeing, everybody. <laughs> Coda is good. Uh, moving on to Wyatt Tucker here. Uh, Brother Bear, in my opinion, has the same issue that Kingdom of the Sun would have suffered with in that it feels like another Renaissance film, more specifically if Lion King and Pocahontas had had a baby. <laughs> And if uh, it doesn't do much for me, I don't know if I can call it formulaic film, but it doesn't feel like it brings anything new to the table. Otherwise, I just have nothing more to add. So I think he's saying.
1: And and, and you know what?
0: It's fine. I think that's what it's (laughs) It's
1: fine. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's a really good point. I, I, and maybe that's where we're sitting at it, you know, we're sitting at it from while, while watching this going, just like it, it, it's there. It's not quite formula, but it, there's just nothing hugely new and exciting that at this point we have not already seen. You know, and you could argue that about Hollywood. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Hollywood yeah. ran out of ideas in the 1930s. <laughs> we come up with like a gem every couple of years. It just it's it just bound to happen. But as, a, as a
0: as a great writer once said, all the best stories were written by Shakespeare, except for Die Hard. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> T. C. Dewitt. No, uh, no, no, no. That was, I I am not the one who coined that phrase. Moving on to Thomas here, he says, Having watched it for the first time last week, I don't know why it gets a bad rap. For instance, it has a 38% Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, Is it a masterpiece? No. Though I do think there's an ingenuity that's as good as any Disney Renaissance movie. Its only fault is that it lacks great supporting characters. Man, we kind of agree with you there. Uh, But I think that its heart is still there. Um, If anything, it feels like a return to form uh, to what works after a period of experimentation that was interesting but not fully... Satisfying, and then he quotes Roger Ebert here to say that it doesn't have the Zowie factor. I'm not saying it's great, but I don't get all the general hate. So I think what Thomas is saying here as well is it's fine. I think <laughs> Guys, that's what he's saying.
1: <laughs> I want us to make T-shirts now. Just just say it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine,
0: Jeff. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Hashtag, it's fine. <laughs> but it, that does bring up an interesting point, Thomas, that you, you brought up Rotten Tomatoes score. And uh, mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes is this weird thing that I, it's, it's fine for a general idea of how people feel about movies, but it's not the end-all be-all of the quality of a film, right? Because... Like, we, we talked about this back on our... I, I believe we talked about this on Franchise Manchise um, back on our right. Die Hard series, which is available on ghosthat.net. Oh, yes. Quick plug. <laughs> and the, the Rotten Tomato score is developed over all the critics, all the professional critics and the online critics. And right. uh, back in 2002, when this was being reviewed... Is it 2002? 2003, 2003 when, when this movie yep. was being reviewed, there weren't as many people reviewing movies as there are now. I mean, there are an endless number of YouTube channels and podcasts. Jeff, I hate to say this, but we're not the only Disney podcast
1: uh, <laughs> reviewing. Yes, I know. <laughs> Guys, I thought we were original. I thought that's why everyone was listening to us. <laughs> so I'm so sad you now. You can take
0: a movie from the past that may not have been reviewed a lot. Uh, off the top of my head, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jeff, have you ever seen The Rocketeer?
1: I may or may not have watched it last night because what? I watched it all the time no as a way. child. No, You're yes. kidding me. Are you, no, I'm not even kidding. Are you me. serious? Yes.
0: You just watched it? Of all <laughs> the movies I could have picked, I picked the one you just watched? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay, so anyway, that's insane. Um, but, okay, so not many people reviewed that. Right. I, I mean, people reviewed it back then, but who's going to go back and review it now? Its score is... is outdated because people don't go back to Rotten Tomatoes to to reevaluate movies, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we might be able to go back and and thumbs up or give a high score to something we like, but who else is going to do that? Right. And people can game the system like they are now with Black Panther, like they did with last Jedi. When you look at Home on the Range, it's it was reviewed back when it came out and people haven't gone back since, so it's not going to have it's going to have few, right? You know.
1: Very it's few. It's not going to yeah.
0: have a lot to bolster that score. So that 38% is, no, it's not fair. That's not a fair score.
1: Well, and, and, what, it, and what it's looking like, like I'm just looking at the, the Metascore on IMDb for it and, it, and it gives you, it's got a 48 Metascore, but it's based on 28 critic reviews. That's it. <laughs> That's 28. And two of them one uh, one's the Hollywood Reporter, the other one's the USA Today that gave it a 70 and a 75. Mm-hmm. But then like most of them are like Village Voice TV Guide, New York Daily News, New York Times, Entertainment Weekly. Pub- they're all like publications. Yeah. They're all like 40-50. <laughs> eh, again, guess what? <laughs> guess what the majority of the reviews said? The movie is just Fine. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag is fine because they're all they're, they're all saying the same thing. They're like, oh, like the New York Times says, the opulent movie with gorgeous rainbow animation is heavy on message but light on humor. It's like, oh, it's it's like, oh, it's really pretty, but meh. There's just kind of nothing there. Yeah, and, and, and it's
0: and it's it is a good looking movie. Like Disney never fails on that, but in the in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't stick with me. I'm mean, it's not no it's not thirty-eight percent, but it's a it's a movie
1: I I It was a, a movie I saw. Right. So it's
0: a movie <laughs> and, and, I saw.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. And again, that's That's always the biggest thing that I feel like everybody uh, just needs to understand. And we've discussed this before in the past for some of these movies. This is like, it's just our review, our opinion. You got to go watch it yourself and make your own decision and make your own opinion. You should never have to Never, ever should you base your opinion upon another person's uh review. Oh, no. Or another person's opinion. No,
0: of course not. I, I, people are going to have a strong opinion about something. There's no sense in trying to change yes. their opinion.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Though I'm going to argue with you, TC, because I think you're wrong. This movie was fantastic, TC. <laughs> you have a right to your opinion. I'm not going to fight you on it. Oh, <laughs>
0: will you? Uh, do will you have
1: me? any tweets? Do you have any tweets, Jeff? <laughs> No. My tweets generally are nothing of this podcast. So. No. All right, well, oh, I have a tweet here from
0: uh, Dramatod. <laughs> <laughs> Does it require
1: you to say it like that, too? <laughs> yes, it, it, it's, well, it's
0: mostly in caps, so I feel like it's expected to be Dramatod. Dramatod. <laughs> and so he says that Disney has a thing for bears, a <laughs> uh, thing for, for bear movies. So uh, Brother Bear, Bongo the Bear, and Brave are all bear movies that start with B. And, uh, yeah, so Disney has a thing for bears, I guess? It's a good what point. Are you laughing at? Uh,
1: I'm sorry. In my head, I would have just loved it if that tweet was just, Disney has a weird thing with bears. End of sentence. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, but he is—he does make a fair point here that we have uh, a tradition of bears, a human bear world. So you got a Brother Bear here going all the way back to the hashtag a package film. Man. <laughs> for Bongo the Bear and leaving the circus to join the woods. And then there's Brave with the metamorphosis of the mother into the bear, and I, I think the movie's been out long enough that I didn't spoil anything. By TC,
1: I haven't seen that. One. Oh, what do you? Oh, geez. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh,
0: great marketing by Brave because I had no idea that there was going to be a human to bear transformation.
1: <laughs> oh, I had movie. no clue that was going to happen, uh, and when it did, I went, What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's
0: what this movie's about. <laughs> Um, and and I, the superior film in terms of human-to-bear transformations. Which I didn't realize
1: was a genre. <laughs> <And if laughs> but apparently it is, guys. And <laughs> if you're going to title
0: it, it has to start with a B, because you got Brother Bear, Bongo, and a Brave. Oh, mm, yeah.
1: That's the key, guys. So a
0: well-observed Dramatad, and Disney's weird thing with bears, <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Disney has a thing with bears. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I can't get that out of my head now. That's oh, that's in my head right there with uh, with with lyrics to Bob and Doug McKenzie's "Sleigh of Christmas." <laughs> so it's just all bouncing around, all bouncing around. TC, do you have any more review, or any other uh, comments there I... that you got that you needed to read? No, nope, do not. Okay, nope, that is the last one. Well, I do have something. So TC, of all the movies uh, that we have watched so far uh... on this podcast, <laughs> I had to get it in before you beat me to the punch. I, honestly. I've been I've
0: been milking the time to give you the chance. To, I figured you did. To let you ask me
1: what I I thought. figured you did, because there was a couple of times where I'm like, oh, we're going to... Oh, okay, you're holding off, aren't you? <laughs> it was, well, that's no fun. No, no, I'll let you surprise me next time, okay? <laughs> I,
0: I don't think this a, it'll be a surprise to anyone where I'm going to rank this. Um, just to, uh, recapping the movies we have so far, we have uh, both of us have Lilo and Stitch at number one, Treasure Planet's at number two, yep. And, yep, um, yep. and uh, Atlantis at number three. Yep, correct. And Brother Bear being our fourth one, and that's exactly where I'm going to place it, at uh, the number four slots. It's not for anything negative. Uh, this movie still is beautiful, which I know goes without saying. Um, I, I am aware, Jeff, you did watch a lower... Resolution version of this movie. Oh,
1: yes, I did.
0: <laughs> but it's still, it's still a, a good-looking film, and there still are some sweet moments to it. Uh, but just overall, it doesn't stick with me the way uh, *Lilo and Stitch* surely does, um, or *Treasure Planet*, right. um, or *Atlantis* <sighs> being the. Um, Uh, having the the stylistic uh, elements that and the action elements that appealed to me overall so yeah so brother bear ends up right there in the fourth slot for now and um yeah
1: so jeff how about you Mm -hmm? right and and going into this movie or going into the recording of the podcast i i i struggled with it yesterday um, I struggled with trying to figure out where I wanted to rank it because it was between one and two. One of one oh, of two places. I want to say it was uh, I
0: d- ranked between number one and <laughs> no. number two. Jeff, you loved this movie. Guys, spoilers, <laughs> I
1: actually secretly love the entire film. Shh, don't tell anybody. No. I <laughs> I just I'm trying to fit in with the crowd mm-hmm. of two by pretending to hate the movie so, so much. I don't know. No, I, I, I was trying to it. I was trying to I was debating between where I was going to put it. It was between two different spots. And yeah, honestly, same reasons TC said. Like, I, I, am not gonna lie. I was debating about putting it at number three. Mm, oh, ab- above Atlantis, really? And putting it above Atlantis, huh. just because I walk. You know, I still kind of walked away from Atlantis, going, eh. <laughs> you know, okay. But really, coming down to it, there was a lot of just really cool moments in that movie as well and in just yeah like you said there was a lot of cool movements there was a lot of good action pieces you know again ruling out michael j fox doing the voice <laughs> the voice of the lead character in it because some people might think that might Fan be a, uh, give uh, you know a, a reason why i might care for that movie more than i should <laughs> um uh but it, it yeah unfortunately even with <coughs> even with like some of the like okay plotline films we've seen at least like oh well the music was good and i'll listen to the soundtrack again or I'll, you know I'll, I'll i'll listen to this part again or i'll i'll watch it just for the humor but it um, for me brother bear kind of lacked all of that it wasn't anything that i would want to go back and watch And, yeah, I'm right there with you, TC. It's my number Number four. four. I think this is the longest we've had the same list, right? (laughs) I think so at this point. Um, I'm pretty positive it is the longest that we've had, which is going to make these next couple very interesting just to see where things are going to be put. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's my number four as well, guys. So that's just, yeah. (laughs) I
0: I am interested to hear what the listeners might end up having to say based on our our, uh, response to this film, this being your first time, this being my only my second time ever seeing this movie. Um, There were some people who were a bit more of a fan of this movie than, than we were. And hopefully we have not ostracized you as listeners. (laughs) We, we, we certainly weren't being mean. No, Um, but uh, obviously our opinions are a little different.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, and, and, and the fact that it's number four, it's, so it's the last on our list right now, but, Guys, keep in mind what's coming up for some of these movies. Trust me, I don't. I have a feeling it's not going to stay the <laughs> lowest on this list.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. But uh, what's what's coming up next week? All right.
1: Well, next week we are watching the 2004 last. Traditionally animated film for a few years uh, in our in our collection here, the film Home on the Range. Home, home on the range. Which I I've
0: got little memory of this thing. Uh, <laughs> have you not seen it ever before? No. Well, I I have seen this movie once before, and I formed my opinion very strongly about this film <laughs> when I saw it <laughs> the first time and I am I am very I am looking forward to seeing how my opinion may have changed over the years it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting <laughs> I, I, again when I looked at the when I looked at this list before we even started this podcast like not this episode but period way before even episode one this was one of those movies that I went what what the crap is that movie on oh, well, the range all, yeah like like I know the names of like all the other ones that are in our list. Mm-hmm. You know, from here until the end. But Home on the Range is one of those where I don't, I don't know what that is. What is that? I've never even heard of it. But I remember seeing the poster art for it. Mm-hmm. That's all I have for knowledge of That's this film. It. It's
0: just the marketing. <laughs> it's campaign. gonna be good, guys. I have a feeling <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, gonna be fun. Um, uh, looking here, I do not see it streaming on Netflix right now. <clears throat> yeah,
1: and it's not on Amazon. It's you can you can rent it on Amazon Video. Mm, if you uh, are but it's not; it's not streaming on Amazon Video, and as far as I can tell, I do not believe it is on Hulu either. So well, I, I
0: do hope that some of you out there listening who may not have seen *Home on the Range* before do seek it out and give it a watch, and then come back to <laughs> to hear what we have to say next week. Yeah,
1: that'll be next yeah. week, yeah. everybody. So hopefully, y'all come back and listen to us talk about this movie <laughs> and. I'm curious to know if anybody else out there has like a fond place in their hearts for this film, or has like memories of it. I'm really uh, sure, curious.
0: Surely there must be at least one person out there who has strong movie, uh, strong feelings about this movie, right? 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 Definitely. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but Jeff, this was this was lovely. Thank you. Well,
1: thank you, TC, for being here, and right. I'm glad you're back home finally, and mm-hmm, oh, sleeping mm-hmm. in your own bed again, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know thousands and thousands of miles away from me. We only got to record one episode this time on your journey, yeah, but yeah. oh well. I still look forward to talking to you every single week about and this stuff. I,
0: I look forward to talking to you every week. This is the highlight of my Monday.
1: <laughs> to the point where after the show is done, we're just probably going to just have like a two and a half hour FaceTime phone call <laughs> and just talk about some random, some random thing. Yep, that, that, that'll be what
0: we do. We don't know what you'll be doing, but this was a podcast. We were the people you're
1: listening to, and this is a sign-off. That was a sign-off. <laughs> and that was a slightly different variation of the sign-off, too. Yeah, yeah I like to mix it up, you know, keep things interesting. Yeah. Changing it up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No
0: sense of keeping it the same after all these You know, you, I, am, I am a wild card. I might even <laughs> sing it one of these times, right? Oh. You know, just get to the end of the episode and just start wailing.
1: In the style of a song from that uh, movie, will uh, you? Yeah, 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 I'm looking
0: for some action. And I know it's out there somewhere. You can feel the electricity It's all in the even air
1: And it you may just, just you, be more of the same You needed to end it the same way we began the episode <laughs> But sometimes you, you want to go Everyone knows your name It's alright, it's alright And that's all right, how we fade away to nothing it's all right. <laughs> This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media Proud member of the Ghost Hat Network Find them online at www.ghosthat.net
0: <laughs> I like the ending.